0: Oh, what should we call this one?
1: The toner bandit is spiritually fucked. Rama wrong makes right. Oh. I wrote that down a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out and i had like one or two drinks and then my mom last oh. night yeah nice. it wasn't it wasn't too crazy but it wasn't like i felt 100 worse yeah that nice. day when i had to go into work the next day wait what day was well, that? that was like a sunday i think it was sunday what were we doing we went to black plague and then ended up at your house afterwards and then got joy which was oh that is right i forgot i forgot i forgot yeah. that was
0: yeah (laughs) that was
1: wild (laughs) i'll never forget or live that down (laughs) i feel like there are moms out there who can relate yeah but they probably shouldn't it's not anything you want to flex on and like put yourself out there about but
0: Uh uh-huh moms out there can relate when some of your best partying days are in your late 30s
1: yeah, with kids everywhere. With kids everywhere, just like. <laughs> but thank God they're just like in their own worlds, uh-huh. not in a space where they like understand us not
0: at all. So on after Thanksgiving, I put on my Hanson shirt mm-hmm. and put on Christmas Vacation, and I did a Christmas Vacation puzzle, oh! and it was amazing. That's incredible, Jade. Did you guys bust was it horizontal? out? horizontal? Like... No, did not help me at all. Ugh. She was horizontal the whole time on her phone because I think we were so tired because we did the turkey trot and then it's
1: a long day. And there was one time I did the turkey yeah. trot, but it was a ten k. Ew, I know. I don't even know if they do it anymore. They do, but bad idea. Uh, they yeah, they did. It, we did a turkey trot and it was a ten k. And then I ended up going to. I think we went to my in-laws that year, and I just had, like, the worst headache all day. Yeah, because 10K is too much. We yeah. walk the 5K. Yeah. Undoable. Yeah. And it's so nice. Oh, and you give the early, kids their scooters? And it's fresh. And that's, yeah. Yeah. How was it? The, it was the- fun. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. I ain't FOMO, but, you know, when I was, like, still laying in bed thinking, oh, you guys are just finishing up. your trot. I was like, yeah, I Good decision to stay home this year, at least I mean, I would have. You give me any reason to. Uh, I was really proud of you for rallying, though, because yeah. Jade told me she was one of nine that one, or however many, one of seven that, that wanted to wanted go. To it. Yeah. Every,
0: every year, the day, the night before, we're like, Oh,
1: uh, why do we do this? That the morning, morning, I was fine. Yeah, and you're just so happy that you create be- memories like that. I was, was like a little that bit that.
0: worried because we had so many espresso martinis that I was like, oh, I was just gonna be like, that. I'm like, I like, gonna sleep. Well, I thought I'd feel heavy and gross the next morning or, like, my stomach would hurt. Yeah. But I didn't. No, yeah. I think we were good. I think, honestly. No, no one was drunk. Everyone was, like,
1: chilling. Yeah.
0: So since the last episode, all of <laughs> um a few minutes ago, yeah. I did some research. <laughs> oh. Oh, so do tell. <laughs> and Kate Felt's sister is named Guru Amrit Kaur. Guru and she's still Amrit And she's still active. Oh. <gasps> She was named in the lawsuit that Kate Felt filed along with 3HO and BBG. She did also sue BBG for her complicity. But, yeah, she is still an active um, – she is, like, a director, I think, high up in
1: – Well, yeah, because she made the ultimate sacrifice, which was her sister. Yeah. Pretty gross. That's disgust. Yeah. I'm, like, trying to find her. Did you? I looked up, by the way, Pam Dawson. Yeah. Or Dyson. Yeah. She's so cute. She is cute.
0: So, but also... um, She
1: aged really gracefully. Like, she she did. beautiful. And
0: there's this program on Vice TV called True Believers, and they did an episode on 3-H-O, And one of the women who came forward was talking about the sexual assault she experienced at the hands of Budgen said that she's grateful for Pamela Dyson's book and for all this stuff to come out. But she's still the one who created the infrastructure that allowed him to run rampant. So she's like, it's kind of like this double-edged sword yeah. where it feels you don't want to celebrate her because she's helped to cause so much she's pain and kept it quiet. It. But it also kind of did kind of create this environment. I mean, it's only after a lot of the stuff had kind of been only going after on. Uh, well, and a lot of this stuff had been going on, but pre like Me Too movement, like yeah. it didn't really have much traction because I guess no one really cared that's fucking... Which crazy. is weird. Yeah, I don't know why anyone cared before, like, didn't care before. Before, but all of a sudden time.
1: cares now. Yeah. So, okay, I guess we can just get into she it. She probably needed him to die or be close to death to find the strength. And, yeah, and probably, like, distance and learning
0: and discovering that what he was doing was not right. Was absolutely disgusting. hmm So... A little recap, because it, for us it's been a few minutes, but for the listeners it's going to be about a week. A week, yeah, a week. Well, unless you're binging, which it's also a few so seconds five for minutes, you. minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> so, kundalini yoga or kundalini is it
1: kundalini? Okay, we had a major chat about this between sessions, and. I think we have to do it right. It has to be kundalini. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's authentic for me to say it,
0: even though it is the authentic way to say it. Because
1: it makes you seem like you're a poser? I don't know. Like a no, feels trying weird. to be too official? Well, I feel like in this
0: sense, saying kundalini is fine because it's not actually the representation of what it was supposed to be. Okay. It is a bastardized version of.
1: Oh, it's so awful.
0: I know. Kundalini. Kundalini, Kundalini. Kundalini.
1: I'm just going to say, Kundalini, Kundalini
0: yoga is a practice characterized by intense breath work, repetitive poses, and oftentimes alternative lifestyle choices, such as wearing white, eating mostly vegetarian. It's hailed as being, quote, an ancient technology. But in reality, it's mostly made up by one creepy ass dude named Harbajan Singh Khalsa, aka Yogi Bhajan. In like the late 60s. He was a former customs agent who immigrated from India to the United States where he would die rich and beloved in 2004. Despite years of committing sexual, emotional, financial, and spiritual abuse, he was highly revered. He'd taken Sikhism, Hinduism, and Buddhism and wrapped it all into this like New Age, Zodiac vibe, and turned it into a multi-million dollar empire that included private security firm, one that is contracted to do work for ICE, as well as admittedly my favorite tea brand, Yogi, Yogi Tea. Yogi Tea. That throat comfort. Yeah. It's so good. So that is kind of where we are coming from. Oh, yeah. Did I also mention that he was like really into like, the it like astrology? No, you didn't. Well, there was a lot to cover in the last episode, but he was really into astrology and he was really into the age of Aquarius, you know, like the song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All I can see is like people dancing and practicing. When I see
0: it, and I think maybe this is why I didn't include it, is because every time I'd see it, you can't just see say Age of Aquarius, you have to be like, song?
1: Age of Aquarius!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was like very in, which, you know, the hit, the counterculture was really into at the time, so it kind of like brought that in. But also it's one of those things where no one knows what the fuck you're
1: talking about, so it's really easy uh, to manipulate people yeah. with.
0: Because um, he literally
1: manipulated people with bold-faced lies and just, uh, again, an amalgamation of He was like picking and choosing from detail, like from here and there and creating his own thing, but telling them that it was real and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So today's episode is going to be about a woman named Katie Griggs. Katie Griggs. Katie Griggs, born in Fort Collins, Colorado, in 1979, she was raised by a single mother who claims that Katie always had a flair for the dramatic. She had dreams of being an actor. I hate that. What that she had a flair for the dramatic. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay, <laughs> I also no, I I also had a flair for the dramatic. Not Sam. No. I hate that. I'm just saying. Sam, I also had a flair for the dramatic. No, as a I guess so,
1: I I took it as like it's like condescending, like, like just, oh yeah, like oh, like she's just like take her with a grain of salt. Flare for the dramatic. I mean, yeah, that too. But that's probably how most <laughs> the adults in my life regarded me. Uh huh. They were just talking shit about you to your face, and you didn't.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, she'd always had dreams of being an actor, a singer, a poet, or basically anyone who could just like command a stage. I think that she just loved the limelight okay. and was like, "I'm gonna find a way to like, like, yeah, be the center of attention." She also was very spiritual. She said her mom said that there was this like her mom also was kind of like a, a seeker of alternative like vibes. Okay. And um, she said that there was like one time where she made everyone meditate into a candle and like by the time she was in high school, she had already been exposed to like Reiki and yoga and like all of those kind of. That is cool. Yeah.
1: I like that. So she was interested in spirituality. Oh my God. Maybe you introduce your kids to that shit young the right way so that when they get old, they can't be open up to predators and does, Does that, that make sense? That's not where this is going, though. Okay, but and I'm just And she thinking. was exposed
0: when she was younger. God damn it. I know. So she was raised with spirituality. However, she bought into the teachings of
1: Osho. Oh no. Oh no, she did Oh no, she did. Oh show. Osho, oh, show. oh no, no, she did it. <laughs> oh my God. Full circle moment. Full circle. So uh, first red flags.
0: First red flag, bought into Bhagwan. She had a very vigorous Ashtanga practice, apparently practicing up to six days a week. Which there is nothing wrong with having a vigorous yoga practice at all. Do what
1: your heart is telling. The reason why
0: I included it was just to show, to kind of like illustrate the like dedication she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This girl is going full out on the things that she's passionate about. Certainly, she was introduced to. Kundalini or Kundalini?
1: No, I like I liked it <laughs> the first time
0: by a friend and claimed quote within the first thirty seconds I had a major energy surge go up my spine and blast out the top of my head. It was literally instantaneous. Now that I look back on it, it was the moment I experienced what Kundalini truly means. People do this shit for decades. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, never, and she got on the like
0: first 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, she got on the first, first, so that bat.
0: So, okay. Yeah, okay. Wink, wink. Yeah, okay. But, anyways, so she had this experience and she was hooked. She probably felt that high. And maybe that's what she felt was yeah. like that yoga high that you get doing kumori, the breathing, the breathing, right? Like all but, this stuff makes you just feel, yeah, it makes you feel good. Like you're, Exhausted, but good.
1: Right. Runners so, high.
0: Yeah. So she in 2003, she decided to go to Summer Solstice in Española, New Mexico, where Yogi Bhajan had his big uh-huh. ranch. And she was like – I she had found her people. She participated in the three-day white tantric meditation and claimed that Yogi Bhajan told her to go to L.A. to teach at Yoga West that – Jess just so, was doing a ton of research. Oh my And God. was like on accident. On
1: accident found Yoga West. But so he was like, go teach at Yoga West and Which is on Robertson Boulevard on a very popular street in LA. Yeah,
0: she knows the cross street. She looked it up on a map already.
1: Yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> where all the monies are. Yeah. And they just had like their flagship store, like boop. Yep. Boop. Crazy
0: booped right there so she says that he also gives her the name guru jagat which in sanskrit translates to bringer of light to the universe much nicer than mistress better than premka correct yes better than premka aka mistress in punjabi supposedly i don't know
1: we don't know that (laughs) don't
0: quote me on that guru what is it guru jagat
1: do you need me to spell it i just wrote it down and i've do you want me to tell you what I wrote? Yeah. No, this is embarrassing. I went simple this time because, you know, I do. Yeah. Just Guru J A G A, G A G A T, T Jagat. Oh, see,
0: Jagat, Jagat. So this, is, so this name is actually kind of disputed by her mom in Vanity Fair. Her mom said she'd been looking for a new name for a while. She said, quote, I remember way before all of this, she called me up and said, I need you to call me by another name. She tried out Athena Day, then Katie Day, then Kundalini Katie, which is what I think she went by for a very, very long time. And not Kundalini Katie.
1: Just Kundalini. Kundalini
0: Katie. All right. Also, it's worth noting that 3HO.org has a service in which you pay $40 and you can get a spiritual name.
1: Oh, wow. It's like that (laughs) one. name generator where it's like yeah. a Wu-Tang clan name yeah, generator
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like those things on Instagram where you get like your like oh weird God. gothic name yeah. when it's like your birth date or whatever
1: anyway so I would never pay money because I don't want to like pay to that I'm so but I'm so curious what our names would be and what do they go off of nothing the way wit- I'm not sure scam on scamfluencers
0: One of the girls that hosts that podcast, she had tried to get a name and they never got back to her. They just took her money and never gave. Sounds right. (laughs) That sounds right. She also was going by Kundalini Katie for almost a decade and didn't start by going, going by Guru Jaga until 2013 after her studio had already opened. So she moves to L.A., embraces this kundalini katie vibe and she trades in her like lulus she wears starts wearing white flowy dresses the turban and is just inspired by this like new teaching and she starts to build a community around herself she completes her yoga training teacher training at yoga west and then begins teaching there and amasses this huge following and she said that she never subbed out her classes she showed up five days a week kept she kept up a personal practice and was just super consistent
1: wow i mean that's a that's a it's a big I mean, part of it all right yeah it's but, a big part
0: of it because the other thing this is this is a little bit of a tidbit information when you sub out your classes when you come back your class is never as full as when you laugh because people are like uh what if she subbed out like yeah. it just makes it yeah le- the more inconsistent it is the more the le- more likely students are to miss your class right so she never subbed out she that's never- why i feel like
1: kate's Monday or she doesn't do Monday anymore but Wednesday Friday classes are
0: always there it's consistent people rely on them yeah so for almost a decade she teaches here she has a steady private clientele booming classes and then she starts doing this kundalini speakeasy out of like her guest house where people are doing it sounds really cool
1: yeah okay I don't want to sound like no it sounds
0: really really cool but she's like Tons of people packed into probably like a space as big as like this. this? And like a metal where, box? Yeah, people are like there doing breathing exercises, like up against like refrigerators and shit. Uh-huh. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> up to up against the metal box inside a metal box. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: So Griggs claims that the long dead Budgen, because this is like what in 2012, 2013. Long dead. He's been dead for not even a decade, but okay. Well, I mean, a decade is like He's what, 2004, so nine years. So he's been mm-hmm. dead for nine years. Mm-hmm. She says that he came to her in a vision and told her to open a studio and dedicate it to a man named Hari Jeevan. Hari Jeevan, AKA Steve Stephen Hartsell or Steven Oxenhandler or the Toner Bandit.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> The toner bandit? I can't even with that. The toner bandit? So, I think of, like, he (laughs) is stealing all the toner in the office supply cabinet. (laughs)
0: So... The Toner Bandit is a, a dude who went to jail for he was running this like telemarketing scheme where he would like charge businesses for toner and then he just like wouldn't deliver, wouldn't deliver it. it and so he earned the moniker the Toner Bandit in the media and yeah he ended up going to jail for like two years. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm toner. And at the time, Budgen was totally aware of it and encouraged it and somehow just escaped He's like, prosecution. Yeah, just keep-
1: Place in the mort, or you
0: know, yeah. He, um, he and it. apparently, he also and said like it was okay to do stuff like that, like telemarketing schemes, because karma doesn't transfer on the phone.
1: He's also going to clear it out with his penis. Yeah, so yeah. That. So he's, you know, he's coming. He's got a real lot good of, up on that yeah. knowledge about how to clear that karma. Yeah. So apparently.
0: The Toner Bandit had wanted to start a new studio and was looking for a young, charismatic woman to be the face of the new studio because not only was he an old white guy, which is, like, not very exciting, he was also a felon. Yeah. So getting money and getting funding and for a studio. And nobody suspects
1: the young, small, white woman to be a bad guy. Well,
0: and so. she was just like this. She's, like, really a good fate. big personality. She was, yeah. like – rapping online and like listening to hip hop and like had this like vibe about her that was just really cool. I mean she does have a really cool vibe. She also has this very confident way of speaking that mm-hmm. like you can see how when she talks how people get how drawn in. People get drawn in because it feels real. Yeah. Um so he so apparently she gets this vision, but really, there's kind of all this other kind of stuff at play. But it's kind of also very mutually beneficial because not only is he getting to open his studio, but she's getting all of Hari Jivon's followers. And he was a big he was high up in three h o so Greg secures a twenty thousand dollars investment from her mom and opens the Rama Institute, Ra meaning sun, ma meaning moon, okay. Okay. And so she opened a studio on Lincoln Boulevard, just east of Rose Avenue in Venice. And it's situated on... the. What a f- perfect place, by the way, Venice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently this place is situated on the 33rd parallel. This is a power vortex, according to some mystical traditions, and also has like weird meaning in conspiracy theorist rhetoric. Wow. I don't know. She just got very lucky on this thirty third. It reminds me of in like the Ghostbusters with where they had to find like the, the word, ley like, lines. <laughs> yeah, the ley lines.
1: Not in the Ghostbusters. The, the newer, the Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they had to find like the exactly ley lines where yeah, everything yeah. lined up, and that's going to be the episode. So I think.
0: Wait, I think that the thirty third parallel is considered a ley line i don't know okay maybe it was haunted who knows uh so she renovated an old massage parlor she so she renovated and she had that amethyst crystal dust sprinkled underneath the floorboards for protection which i thought was crazy but i was kind of like oh kind of cool okay yeah that's kind of cool i mean if you have the resources fine and then the whole renovation was based on tantric numerology so like it was very intentional which cool
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I feel like all those little things, like attention to detail. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the opening of Rama. Makes it feel special. Coincides with the fall of a popular nearby Kundalini studio called Golden Bridge Yoga. It had recently been in the news because Tej Karkalsa, a popular teacher there who was a direct student of Yogi Bhajan and coincidentally the first wife of the Toner Bandit, (laughs) had told her most devout student – russell brand what yeah russell brand
1: not the russell brand yes
0: the russell brand the saving sarah marshall wrestling or forgetting sarah marshall russell brand had told him that they wouldn't let her out of her contract so brand went up to the front of class and staged a walkout apparently demi moore was there too and uh so it had been in the news and so griggs then goes and hires tej which was super, like, a great move because then she gets Brand. She gets Denny yeah. Moore, yeah. Kate Hudson, Alicia Keys. They all start going to the studio, which
1: helps. So the studio just blows up. This is crazy because I could see why that would happen. Like, mm-hmm. this is really, like, I hate that. Like, <clears throat> it takes, like, celebrities being involved to, like, really peak. Yeah. But well, this, it just turns it
0: up. And and not saying that Russell Brand is a... Uh, because he's yuck yeah no
1: he's super yuck
0: he's super yuck but But, it's it was in the news because of this and so it helps her personal brand so her vibe was like this spiritual like girl boss entrepreneur and it was like super working for her because this is like still what 2013 before everyone was like Mm -hmm. fuck girl Mm -hmm. bossing Uh Um, So she donned the all-white garb. She had the turban, but also would just, like, let some of her hair, like, like, hang out. Okay. She had a ton of, like, blingy jewelry and had this kind of, like, gangster vibe to her. She was always giving talks on business and charged $500 for an online Rama business course. However, from the beginning, the money wasn't quite adding up. She routinely couldn't afford to pay the $10,000 rent at the Venice Beach studio or her vendors and despite making a ton of money and paying her staff even those with director titles only minimum wage
1: where's all this money going then
0: i, I mean, mean okay well apparently <laughs> this is like neither here nor there and they mention it in scam and apparently she had like post she did postmates like five times a day
1: do what you gotta do girl and in scam I, I like her vibe though
0: I like know right her vibe. Here. Her vibe is cool. Yeah, but on uh, scam influencers, they were like, "Could you even imagine? Maybe it's just the brown in us that's like, how di- even just hearing Postmates five times a day, I feel like I have to apologize to my mom." <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. They're just like, "No, yeah, that's that's some crazy." I mean, that's obviously not where all the money went, but Postmates five times a day is
1: crazy. Okay. When you first sat it, I thought she was driving for them. I don't know why my brain took it there. I don't
0: know why my brain No, she was ordering. Here. That's
1: beyond That's beyond your normal meal. Yeah. She's post-mating snacks. Five times a day. She's post mate trail mix. I mean, you have minimum wage employees under you. Have yeah, them go across the street and get you a smoothie. You can have higher... You have, I'm sure, several assistants or at yeah. least one. So...
0: She opened up studios. So there's all this, right? Her money's not adding up. Then she opened up studios in Colorado and New York, just like Gamacchio. Uh-huh. Those tend to be like the hubs. Uh-huh. And was planning a new location in Mallorca in 2016. Her partners at the Boulder studio sued her for breach of contract. In the lawsuit, they claimed they invested $20,000 in exchange for 40% of the earnings. In the first few months, rather than send the proceeds to her investors, she was caught wiring the money into her personal business account and then using the Rama Boulder credit card
1: to pay off debts at the Venice studio. Oh, my God. So she's like, essentially, she's kiting money around. Yeah. like... That's wild. They ended up
0: settling out of court, and then the studio rebranded and, like, removed all of the Rama branding. Uh At the same time, in Mallorca, Griggs was partnering with a woman named Philippa Hughes to open a studio there. Hughes worked for 10 months without pay. She hosted Griggs in her home, and when she stayed there, Griggs insisted that she was going to stay in her bed, and then Hughes and her three-year-old son had to stay on the couch. What the fuck? Hughes was, like— no, well, that's where I draw the line. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. You're a guest in my home. You're not calling any of the shots, let alone making my child sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's not happening.
0: So the next day, she was accosted by Kundalini students, berating her for not listening to the demands of her teacher. She said, quote, they went ape shit on me. They literally rounded me up and they were attacking me like she's your teacher. How dare you
1: not serve? Oh, my God.
0: I know. Like in yoga. What, in yoga students.
1: Yeah. In yoga students. Already this like quick. Oh, yoga practitioners. This quick, yeah. Yeah. It's like this quick like into the into the world of like what she like. She hasn't even created. Well, she's, you know, created a following certainly. But yeah. like she hasn't mind fucked everybody just yet. I mean, it's coming. Well, I mean, I think she's in the process. She's of, in the of process of mind fucking everybody.
0: But so despite this plans for the studio go on and when the studio does open up they have this opening ceremony and gregs was giving thanks to everyone who made the studio happen for m- making it possible and you know philippa hughes she's like oh she's gonna obviously say thank you to me because this was my money uh-huh. my hard work my, my location home. i've done this however Hari Jimon shows up and all the thanks goes to him then Philippa Hughes receives a $2,000 bill for his appearance. And so she calls Rama Boulder and she's like, yo, is this normal? And they were like, it's normal for her, but it's not normal and the way that things go. And so they They told her about the the lawsuit and what had been going on. And so she uh, completely broke ties with Griggs and rebranded. And then Katie just goes on and opens a studio down the street. In Mallorca.
1: So she doesn't even get, like, her, she doesn't get to She doesn't her, get her money back. She doesn't get the money back. No. She doesn't get any, like... Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Does she end up literally living with her, though? No, she would just... Uh, after the... Af- well, after the whole, like, being accosted by all the fall, like... I I don't students. think
0: so. I think that she went and got somewhere else to stay because I think she was like, I can't sleep on this couch. So Greg's continues to girl boss her way through life. She starts a record label called Rama Records, a YouTube channel called Rama TV, and a podcast called what do you think it's called?
1: Rama pod?
0: Reality riffing.
1: What? I would have never guessed that. Wait, why did you send me up that way? <laughs> Because you think the reality riffing, you think that that would just be a natural, yeah. Like, what the fuck is reality riffing? No, I don't Why know. Is that a good podcast? And when I think movie? riffing, I think um guitar riffs, well, yeah, or I think um, uh-huh, excuse me, <laughs> 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 like, not like
0: yeah, no, I don't understand it, um, <laughs> but let's see whatever. whatever. Set up. <laughs>
1: Rama this, Rama, Rama that. that. <laughs> Could you just guess what the next thing? I'm all Rama pod. No. <laughs> Reality ripping. Reality
0: riffing. So she also <laughs> publishes a book called Invincible Living. Not a uh, Rama book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not Rama book. Not Rama book. Rama living.
0: During this time, she's honestly just like pushing what she's been taught, which is cult tactics. And she might not really know any better. I would think that a smart person would, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think she does. So she starts promoting insane diets. There is the Master Mono Diet, which is a diet of only watermelon.
1: Here we are with the watermelon again.
0: So the purpose is to decalcify the pineal gland and deplaque the brain, which... If you heard that, you might think, "Oh, this person might have like authority cuz you're saying body function things." But that's not a thing.
1: Yeah, no. Um deplacking the brain. Um deplacking the brain. This is the thing. I feel like when people are not when when smart people are falling for dumb shit, it's because they choose to. It's because they're choosing to turn a cheek. It's because they're turning like choosing to like not do their due diligence. Like their brain went, huh. And instead of looking further into it, they chose to be like, no, nah, I kind of like the way things are going. I'm going to keep going like this.
0: Well, yeah. And we saw in, th- in the last episode, there was a point where Bajan had everyone on a watermelon diet.
1: Exactly. I'm like, well, and a watermelon diet, here we are again. It doesn't
0: do anything for your brain other than make it weak and susceptible a- to suggestion. Yeah. There was also a p- fruit diet, in P which fruit? pea fruit, in which you can only eat fruits with the letter P. Oh, this is to reset the metabolic have and have glandular it. system. We did talk about that,
1: yes, because I was like, What What fruit starts with P? And uh-huh. it, was, it was embarrassing, but so yeah, because we couldn't think of anything papaya, pineapple. Like, pineapple, and there's Pears. oh, there we go. And that's all we are though, because like in that day, though, I was like, Banana, banana. <laughs> I literally couldn't think of anything. Papples. Papples.
0: So there's no research that suggests that a calorie restrictive diet can do any of these things. In fact, they are more likely to lead to eating disorders and yeah. cause more harm to the brain and metabolic systems if one partakes in such an extreme diet. So don't there's do that. It. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. If someone tells you to like do a cleanse or like do that's not a real thing. If don't you're be restricting silly. your diet.
1: Don't be silly. Give it's your body set, what it set needs. It's setting you up for failure. Yeah. Give your body what it needs.
0: You also start to see these little Easter eggs of conspiria- conspiratorial thinking. But the way she presents it, it's so confident and it's surrounded by this new age speak that you could easily feel like it makes sense. So she often talks about the Aquari- the Aquarian age, like Budgen. She also used words like consciousness and higher vibrational energy and has very coded languaging that's kind of vague but like broad that sounds in the broad dead. sense but has like this deeper meaning in the world of Kundalini. I don't know. It's just like the way that she talks. It's like kind of open for interpretation of how intense It could be, Mm -hmm. but in 2019, she was kind of starting to buy into all of her own bullshit and started insisting that even her parents refer to her as Guru Jagat. Oh, my God. That year, she was also invited to speak on a panel at the Harvard Divinity School. She had claimed previously, quote, I'm not a Sikh and Kundalini technology is not Sikhism. My teacher is Sikh, referring to the the Toner Bandit. And when asked about about the whitewashing of Siki, she said, quote, we now live in a world where if you have a certain body or you're from a Western culture, you can't answer the call of your soul if you want to convert or practice a certain religion, unquote, which is a really gross response. Yeah. Like. No. You can answer the call to your soul, whatever that means, and not be culturally appropriative. Yeah. And. I would argue in fact that you would be a higher vibrational consciousness mm-hmm. if you were to notice those appropriations and choose
1: not to partake. Yeah. Like the the non-namaste.
0: Yeah.
1: Because yeah, you can't yeah. just be like,
0: "Oh, you're you're saying I can't practice this because of the way I look." Because of the way I look.
1: I mean, honestly, I'm I feel like, like-
0: Thousands of people have been persecuted for the way that they look and the way that they practice and their mm-hmm. religions.
1: Yeah. And Sandeep
0: Morrison, who is a non-binary queer Punjab Sikh activist film and filmmaker, saw these talks and called for a Rama boycott. They told Vanity Fair, quote, for someone like me and a brown body who grew up in a, the Sikh faith, hearing our mantras, our prayers marketed as millionaires mantra or snake oil scheme is traumatizing. Apparently, at an intersectional feminism panel at Harvard, Griggs ended up white-splaining the Sikh faith to mostly brown and black women.
1: Oh, my God. Which I'm sure that went over really so well. So cringe. Yeah. And I fully – The nerve of Griggs. Like, she has no problem. No.
0: And I, I fully understand how meaningful, like, the a turban can be to someone who practices Kundalini or even – you know, as a white, a white or white presenting person who practices Siki. Mm. Um I don't know. However, it doesn't like absolve them from recognizing, I think, and understanding the kind of like nuanced complications that come with being
1: it's kind of a weird place. It's a weird It's spot. It's a weird spot,
0: but also there's a privilege that comes with being white or white-presenting wearing a turban than a
1: person, a brown or black person wearing a turban. My girlfriend's sister completely converted to Muslim, mm-hmm. and she wears that. She wears her hijab because mm-hmm. um, it's her, her religion. Yeah. But she is pasty white. Yeah. And so I'm sure people, like, look at her and they're like, huh, like, yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, it's a weird spot. Yeah, it's a weird spot to be in. But I
0: think that a brown person wearing a turban is often in a lot more danger than a white person wearing one. And that's not to say that, vi- and that's not to say that violence against white or white-presenting people who wear turbans doesn't happen. Right. But the reality is, is that the experience of wearing one in a brown body is different Is than much different, one. yeah. The Sikh coalition documented more than 300 cases of violence in the months following 9-11. Most of the Sikhs that were attacked were mistaken as Muslim- Still not right, but Morrison also notes that, quote, it is a tenet of white supremacy and colonialism to appropriate and consume culture while fully ignoring the well-being and safety of the people with col- colonialism to appropriate and consume culture while fully ignoring the well-being and safety of the people with whom it originated. And I think that we see that a lot within yoga culture in general. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's something that if you were speaking about intersectional feminism, you'd, like, educate yourself on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know. Just, like, maybe. Throwing it out there.
0: (laughs) Especially because, like, intersectional feminism at its core – Aims to lift the voices of those experiencing oppression, not just as women, but as black, a black or brown person or someone in the LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. community or people with disabilities, so that white women's issues aren't at the center and don't overshadow. Mm-hmm. And so and they and don't represent the whole of feminist issues. And so for her to come as a white woman in a
1: German in.
0: and like try i like i don't know i feel like it's like so gross to me
1: yeah no it absolutely is it's like taking on the the hardships of other people who have
0: well, might- and then like complaining like oh just because i'm white i don't get to wear this turban or i don't get to do this or i don't get to do that like bitch you get to do
1: a lot yeah you've gotten to do a lot you've gotten to do a lot safely because of uh, how
0: you are like because you are a white woman right
1: right it's it's i'm like my eyes
0: switching again
1: yeah it is it is it is switching it's it's a hard like it's it it's certainly not I'm trying to figure out the way to say this because I don't want to say it wrong. It's certainly it, – it, I'm not giving her anything. It's certainly a weird spot to be in. But you don't get to take on what other people have gone through and make it yours kind of mm-hmm. thing or make it the same. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You're not being persecuted here. Right. Because people are like,
0: why right. are you doing that? Right. It's culturally appropriative. You're not suffering because of – your own appropriation. Mm-hmm. So around this time, okay, she married a former student named uh, Austin Dunbar. He was known in their circle as Teg Nom. He was 16 younger years younger than her, which is fine. But he was highly influential in her emergent outspokenness about more fringe theories. And also a little bit shady is I was reading on – I was reading one person's account of her experience with her. And they had done a yatra to Ireland. And
1: What's a yatra? A
0: yatra is like a retreat. Like they all go. Like a yoga retreat? And she said that she was just like – Dying of embarrassment because they were like going in all these sacred places that they weren't supposed to be going, and like it just felt very weird. And she's like, I don't know, they just kept kissing and groping. And then it turns out they ended up getting married and saying it was like an off like a spontaneous thing, but she had brought a whole house wedding dress, yeah. So, So how spontaneous could it have just like funded their wedding? Oh, god, uh, but yeah,
1: very, it was. Austin Dunbar, and she met him because he was just, like, a student of his? Yeah, I think I
0: think that he is the brother of, like, someone high up in her crew. I think it's very incestuous. But, so, yeah, so he was known as Teg Nom. Teg Nom. Teg Nom. And so he was super fringe, and this is 2019. This is, like... Oh, my God, this was not long ago. No. This is, like, super recent, but this is around... Pizzagate.
1: So (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about Pizzagate.
0: So Greg's stepfather recalled that she had yelled at him for watching CNN because they were part of the deep state and funded by George Soros and Pizzagate shit. And her mother, who was like, I raised her so liberally, was shocked.
1: She's like, how is this my daughter? How is my daughter doing this? this Yeah,
0: I don't understand. Yeah. So in 2020, when Pamela Dyson released her book, Premka, mm-hmm. detailing the sexual abuse and control and her relationship with Yogi Bhajan, a lot of the kundalini community
1: had to reckon with the news of this kind of
0: – of their spiritual guru – failing them, basically, that he was like a fucked up He was being
1: painted in this light because he was
0: that light. Yeah. It gave a lot of leaders an opportunity to address the allegations, look at their system, maybe acknowledge how this could have happened, change things. I mean, it's a good opportunity if you take that. Yeah. None of them took it. Okay. Gregs doubled down in support of Budgeon. She had posted this, like, weird documentary narrated by Hari – oh, sorry. The Toner Bandit.
1: (laughs) The Toner Bandit. Only
0: toner bandit. From Only on toner bandit. So she posted this like weird, like narrated thing, and then said, "Quote: This tale is no truer than any other tale. The truth is always lies. The truth always lies in the eye of the beholder." Which is like says nothing,
1: yeah, really. But such also, a fucking ass backwards. I don't know situation. She
0: posted that she didn't believe the story. Then I don't know. She was just being crazy. Then she just si- she received this like insane amount of backlash because. I think people were like, "No, like, Wait, you have this, to, sounds, like this this is not
1: like we can't just turn our cheek to this seemingly very legitimate, yeah, experience." And then all these other people were coming out, all yeah, the stories
0: were coming out, and Where so there's kind smoke, of there's fire, forced her hand. So then she goes, "Well, I've never met Yogi Bhajan. so now she's like, don't lump me in with that."
1: My hands are clean, like I don't want to have anything to do, like yeah, but remember when you said that he told gave you your spiritual name, mm-hmm. and he also told you to come teach at Yoga West,
0: mhm, mm-hmm. yep.
1: Remember all of a sudden? Yeah, all of a sudden. It's very convenient for her to now all of a sudden disassociate.
0: Yeah. And so she ends up telling Vanity Fair, quote, Yogi Bhajan is a historic figure and he remains a historic figure. I'm not like spending my days trying to figure out whether George Washington was doing some things I wouldn't agree with in 2021. Oh, my God. That's a convenient statement for her to make. That's so Yeah. Also, you're not like worshiping the ground George Washington walks on. No,
1: it's not the same.
0: Yeah. So the backlash didn't end there. It opened up the floodgates of criticism and people coming out about Guru Jagat's behavior.
1: Well, sorry. And I'm just curious what the Toner Bandit is like is he like financially gaining from I'm sure in one way or another, but uh, because she's become the yeah. face of everything, no, where does he is, financially gains from the studio doing well? But he
0: still is firmly Yogi Bhajan no wrong these people are lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the backlash doesn't die there. It opens up the floodgates of criticism. An anonymous Instagram account. Oh, I
1: love anonymous Instagram account called at
0: Rama Wrong. Rama Wrong. Uh huh. Which is run by Becky Level and Nicole Norton began posting stories of how Griggs ran her business and the toxic and abusive environment uh, that her employees were subject to. Norton called the stu- the studio a cult within a cult. Ramarong painted a picture of a studio that was supposedly ru- running at a higher vibration from a higher state of consciousness. However, employees were expected to completely give total devotion and were prone to verbal attacks. Despite holding job direct like job titles with director in them, they were making under minimum wage. God, that's fucking crazy. Um, and that was when their paychecks didn't bounce. Apparently, some would just try to cash their checks and it would bounce. You and- just had to get lucky. Yeah. Depending
1: Uh, when Postmates hit, whether it hit before the paycheck
0: I know. How much Postmates is she ordering this month? Yeah.
1: Maybe offer. They got to hit the account. They got to hit the bank before Postmates does.
0: And so this is actually kind of normal in yoga studios, especially back then. I think that the laws have changed and now you can't have independent contractors. But so everyone was 1099 So they're getting paid per class despite having – Other duties. And then they're not getting health insurance. They're not getting any kind of benefits at all. But that was like super common. It's not right, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of what was normal at the time, even though it does suck. It also seems that Griggs utilized work trade. That's when you volunteer time in exchange for a free membership. Sure. So I used to work the studio I used to do work trade at. I would work three hours a week mm-hmm. which worked out to actually being if you work out like the membership, it was like what like 120 or something. So when it worked out, I was getting paid t- paid in quotes right. more than minimum wage. right, right right. Um, for my time. Then that was including childcare too. I so, mean, then just yeah. So just it was a really good deal I would, for me.
1: Yeah. That was a that was a solid deal for me. That was me. a solid work trade.
0: However, she hired whole house accountants on work trade.
1: I don't understand That's how that would work because not, they're high paid employees yeah. So
0: she apparently had hired work trade accountant and then made her read this book about Palladians who are like lizard alien people who look Nordic and then told her that her job was to go out and find a Pleiadian to interview for her podcast.
1: What? I'm not understanding where this, this took a hard left (laughs) and I'm literally, I was like, oh, nope, nope, not at all. That was one of the
0: accounts of the work trade people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, She some people allege she was also verbally abusive. For example, in a company wide group chat, she wrote, quote, fuck you all. I will bring your figurative necks if not every photo you've ever taken up until now isn't in the drop box. Oh apparently, my god. Apparently it was just for a promo flyer.
1: Oh my God. But she's like, fuck,
0: fuck you all.
1: You all. I will wring your necks. I could I would never blanket fuck anybody. No. No. I can't even imagine talking like to anybody to like anybody that. like that. Nonetheless, employees. Yes. And
0: Several. And several that are underpaid or volunteering their time. Well, and this
1: is the thing. I joke around and I say, fuck you, fuck off, fuck a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But not in like that setting where it's a blanket fuck. No. You're not being serious. No.
0: Yeah. She also allegedly attacked an assistant for getting to add sour cream to her burrito bowl from Whole Foods.
1: <laughs> sour cream does make the difference. It does. It it's not right.
0: But like... Just have someone run out and get more sour cream. Yeah. That's what I do. Hello. Uh, but she said, the person that said this said, quote, we were on a meeting. She looked at us and said, enough with this. I'm mad at mommy BS. Don't take it out on me because
1: you're mad that your mom used to fuck right in front of you. What? Yeah. She's just gone off. She's unhinged. I mean, she was always unhinged. It sounds, yeah. But especially now, like she's just going off the rail. Yeah. Who says that? I don't know. I don't say anything about mommy fucking anything. No,
0: it sounds gross to say it.
1: I said mommy and fucking next (laughs) to each other. And I didn't like that. No. Another
0: time, she called out a student in the middle of the class who had been sick a lot. And she said it was because the student swallowed too much semen of her partner who she knew had a genital condition. And all of these were recorded and in public classes.
1: That is so fucking nasty. I know. That is so awful.
0: That's humiliating.
1: It's humiliating. It's belittling. It's all sorts of things. And to know that that person had an issue and Mm -hmm. like a real issue. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I figured. Yeah. And poke at that. No. No. Yeah, that's disgust.
0: Uh, she alleged, also allegedly, advised students against seeking professional psychiatric help. Advised against it. Against it. it. Uh, yep. That's you. That's kind of a common space for I feel like cult leaders to do. Well, like, yeah, I don't. But that's I'm saying. Red flag. Red flag.
1: Her- <laughs> red flag. Like, don't get help. Yeah. Red and flag, then red she flag.
0: regularly warned students, especially near the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, that spending more than seventy-two hours with their families will call them to spiritually regress, which
1: I mean, I get it. Spending five hours, <laughs> I mean, my I get it. Makes However, me progress one way or another. <laughs> However,
0: that is just more isolation tactics. Yeah,
1: no, it is, and it's it's a way for her to like maintain that power that she's having
0: mm-hmm. over these people. So during COVID, she became increasingly radicalized and in talking about unhinged shit like in her classes mm-hmm. and on reality riffing she brought she uh posted that plan you know that pandemic documentary or quote documentary it's like that movie where they're like covid was isn't real
1: oh god from back then uh-huh so
0: she like posted that in her group chat and was like everyone has to watch this not contagious not real so and then she started to hold maskless events at her venice venice beach studio despite government go? regulations she hosted a man named David Ike on her pi- her podcast who is a well-known Holocaust denier and also but also in his book <laughs> I can Also in his book, uh, one of his books, he claims that the Jews funded the Holocaust. Oh, so it's like, I don't know. So, I
1: mean, it's not going well. I believe
0: he also claimed to be like Jesus Christ. I think he like also claims to be the Messiah somewhere. Probably. Um, I-, I
1: believe that.
0: Yeah. And but he's then, claiming
1: all sorts of shit. And, and then Vanity goofy. Fair
0: was like, why would you have this guy on your podcast? And she pulled the whole like, well, his views don't represent mine. But then she says, quote, David Ike, his popularity has grown massively. And part of the reason is because a lot of the things he's been saying for the past 20 years are coming true. No, they're not.
1: No. Says who? And what are these things? Prove. Support your statement, please. Yeah. No. It's just a cuckoo guy spreading cuckoo knowledge, fake knowledge. Yeah, she also hosted
0: someone named Carrie Cassidy who believes that The Matrix is a documentary.
1: (laughs) Red pill, blue pill, and all? Uh Uh-huh. She also thought that COVID was activated by 5G. Oh my, oh my God, a 5 g
0: Uh-huh. At one point, she – I think this was around the time that, like, the Premka stuff came out. She has this video where she's like, oh, my God, I can't – And I mean, I'm over here. I'm under attack by robots.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm like – She's losing it. Losing it. She had lost it, it, and now it's just at a rapid – Rapid decline.
0: Yeah, she also regularly used uh, she we'll see. Oh
1: shit.
0: QAnon's New World Order theory, which claims that the world's elite is comprised of reptilian shapeshifters who manipulate reptiles. Reptiles <laughs> oh, <have> again. <laughs> they re- uh, manipulate and dominate the populace, and she apparently would regularly call politicians and celebrities uh, reptilians and MK Ultra pawns, like brainwash people, you know, like Eleven and Stranger Things. Oh, okay, okay, uh okay. She was also anti-BLM.
1: Okay. She can just fuck right off.
0: I don't know how you can be anti-BLM.
1: Anti-BLM. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Are you saying black lives do not, in fact, matter? Is that what you're saying? Because that's fucking crazy. I kind
0: of think she does think that. I mean, thought that. She also at one point said quote, the reason why we're being told to stay at home is that we're oh, is it is the reason why we're being told to stay at home is that we're actually in some kind of alien war.
1: <sighs> Does she feel it come out of her mouth?
0: No, I don't think so. She also said, quote, we now have an have AI technology where they know how to control well, she's your mind losing her
1: shit now.
0: the only protection against this AI is meditations with her oh at $100 a pop.
1: Have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> You're protected as long as you pay your own. Um, On August 1st, 2021,
0: Greg's died of cardiac arrest caused by a pulmonary embolism following surgery on her left ankle.
1: Oh, my God. That's a freak situation.
0: Yeah, she was 41.
1: That's very young. Yeah. She had broken her
0: ankle in Germany. And called her mom and she was like, mom, I'm scared. And her mom was like, I just rest. But instead, she had all these commitments in LA. So she flew back to LA. And according to the American Society of Hematology, flights lasting 10 or 8 to 10 hours or longer pose a great risk for pulmonary embolism.
1: So even when I – after I had my surgery – you had one too. C-section. Yeah. Even driving for long periods of time, just being – Yeah. Like – Sedentary, is that what yeah, for a long period of time is way bad for you. Throw in the air pressure of it all, mm-hmm. and yeah, you are not supposed to fly after no. a surgery like that.
0: No, she didn't have surgery yet. She got she had surgery when she came back, but it was already too late.
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah, I know. Following the news of her death, her students couldn't believe that she would have died like died in such a common way. They believed it was a hoax. Some believe she spiritually ascended. Uh, (laughs) Nicole Norton told Vanity Fair, "Quote: Everything she's wanted is happening right now after she passes. The fame, the fame, the adoration, the sainthood." Everything at Rama. Regular classes resumed almost immediately. Events in her honor took place. Hundred dollars an event, like per event per ticket. Camp Grace, this women's camp that she started to help to deterritorialize the patriarchy, still going on, but run by the toner bandit now.
1: Uh.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. They sell prints with her image. They remix her songs. It just they're all keeps going. like they're making money like, off like off of her. But like what she's done has completely helped perpetuate this fucking terrible yeah. man's legacy. Yeah, and also has traumatized a whole new generation of people. There's one woman that says that even after I quit, I practice every day because I was so afraid to stop. Because I was told that if I did, my progress would be erased.
1: It's literally, she's practicing out of fear. Yeah. You should never be practicing out of fear. No. That's crazy. And
0: that is the story of Katie Gregg slash Guru Jaga and the weird reptilian war that
1: she <laughs> <you can't> believed. <laughs> I mean, I hate when people die and death, I hate but...
0: when people die. But honestly, so my, my thought is, is that because I felt kind of yuck about this because I was like, oh, she died. She doesn't necessarily have anything against her but i do think that like she hasn't convicted of any crimes because she managed to settle out of court however i think that she would have been
1: yeah how she not
0: passed away so yeah i mean
1: it was just a matter of time well no i for think that a lot of the stuff of that the she was doing and... i think that a lot of
0: the stuff she was doing counted as crimes but because she's gone there's no one left to pursue like, to, to prosecute. Or prosecute yeah so yeah, I it's crazy because I feel like she was kind of thrust into the system that like systematically or systemically kind of abuses people.
1: Yeah, but she did it willingly. I feel yeah. like like uh, uh, like with her mom, I'm I'm surprised that growing up the way that she did, she was just like, yeah, okay, let me just jump right in. Like, wouldn't she call bullshit on things that? were being fed to her that she knows, that she knew when she was younger. Like, this isn't all new to her. Yeah. It wasn't all new to her. But she was like, yeah, let me just jump on the bandwagon and I think
0: that lead it, and fact. I think that she is one of those people where she finds something that she's passionate about and she goes full in and she's going to hustle and make it work. And I think that the adoration and the money yeah. started to become – toxic and then on top of that you add these toxic teachings yeah and kind of like this bullshit and you can like because when as like when you hold the seat of a teacher i think that you i don't know i just feel like it's super unethical to be talking about you have a
1: responsibility responsibility to hold the seat of a teacher
0: things and not and you kind of need to stay in your lane right like this chick was not staying in her lane. She's talking about alien wars and five G
1: and like and just telling people to eat these like ridiculous conspiracy. Things. This cause, like it's 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 she was essentially spreading bullshit. She's like honestly what like and nothing nothing is fact ba- fact based for her. She just was like this feels right or what yeah. or she chose to listen to bullshit and. Again, I do when think smart people, yeah, do stupid shit. I think it's a choice, and I think it's it's them liking it, liking being yeah. bad, liking liking the notoriety, uh-huh. or
0: like liking the whatever. The, the like they're choosing causes.
1: their evil. Yeah, they're choosing their evil for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Typically, money and power. But yuck, I. It sucks. I feel like maybe one episode we need to do. I know this totally goes against spiritually fucked. But one episode we need to do where, like, somebody's good. Oh, I have a few of those. And maybe they get fucked. But, like, I don't want, like, obviously I don't want that either. But, yeah. I just feel like the yoga world... Is There's a lot of good in yoga, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why people do it. But there's a lot of bad. And I want to maybe point to more good for just one episode. Yeah. Because I want people to remember why they do yoga. (laughs) You know? Yeah.
0: Well, I think that yoga is – I feel like one of the reasons why – I wanted to keep doing things like this is because I think that it's so easy because we're all looking for something, right? We're looking to feel better. Right. And we're looking a lot of times to find that feeling that there's something that's bigger than ourselves. And I think when that's not exploited, which I think a lot of people don't exploit it, I think like there's a lot of very good teachers there that are not taking advantage. But I think that, uh, that we know of right now.
1: Right. I don't feel personally taken advantage no. of any of my yoga teachers. But also I'm not like – Also I'm like your only yoga teacher. Yeah. That would be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Emily isn't my teacher sometimes. But yeah, you are. Oh, I love Emily. You are my only. I love Emily. <laughs> Emily. Um, And I do feel safe with you. And I do feel like I'm like oh, – no, But me. like I feel like I, the reason why I feel like I – like to
0: do episodes like this is because i think that it's like such a fine line right that like of what you're buying into like are we going to like i think that it starts off with this feeling that something sounds slightly off and you will start to rationalize it like maybe i just don't know enough right and that's why i'm saying i'm like trust your
1: intuition yeah and
0: i think that like Trusting your gut is, like, so important. Yeah. Because I think that trusting your gut and, like, also, like, listening to people. Like, there's so many people in all of these stories where they've told people and they were, like, that's a cult. You should get out of there. Yeah. And they
1: were, like, no, you just oh, don't get it. No. Like, literally, if somebody's saying that's a cult, you really should. Well, even, like. Fresh eyes go into yeah. it. And be, like, what? You know.
0: Yeah. Even, oh, my God, who was it? that I was just looking up. They would make them watch like Nixium and The Vow and then they would be like, see, I'm not a cult leader. I'm not like that. Oh my God. God. But that's like, I feel like it's like that. I feel like knowing the steps of like these high control groups kind of help us to kind of like suss out maybe what's not right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like true crime things have done really good for us ladies to always Yes, girl, I stay
1: ready. Yeah. Honestly, I dare somebody to try to come with, up to me. I'm never in a dark alley. But yeah. if I was, it'd be like, huh, huh, like all the things. Yeah. Stab you with my keys. I don't even use, no, because it's a phone now. But you know what I mean. Oh, no. Maybe you need like brass knuckles, like phone case. I would be so down for that. Because then I'd also never lose my phone. Yeah, but it also ripped probably holes in your jeans. I don't have my phone in my. Do you jeans. accidentally fall? Oh, you don't? No, my purse, purse, or I'm not on duty. Like no. uh, that's why, like people will text me, you will text me, and I'm like not responding because yeah. I just I like being only for my phone sometimes. But if I'm in a dark alley, you know, I have my phone ready.
0: Yeah, I feel like it does such a good job at like,
1: mm-hmm. and well, I lock, people's eyes. I close okay. every window. Shout out Morbid. Oh, yeah, Fresh air is for, dead, for people. dead people. People.
0: Yeah, no, I – but I feel – so I feel that, like, true crime has been good in that sense that it it lets you think, what would I do? And I feel like in this particular instance, I feel like this – things like this are good to, like, kind of reflect on and be, like – okay, this is something that maybe doesn't resonate with me.
1: And you know what? I heard on a podcast that it was like, this maybe is not right. This, yeah, this is sounding very much like that podcast. Mm-hmm. This is red flaggy. This is alert, alert. There are, though, some good things, like
0: some good, I don't want to say cults, some good intentional communities out there.
1: I'll find one. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Yeah, I'd like that. Also, Uh this is the thing. I feel like I've never met a yoga teacher who would say, don't listen to your instincts. Yeah. Or don't listen to your body. Or like you guys are always like, do the like list, be in tune with yourself, do what feels right, and honor the differences in each side because you can feel even that slight difference. Like, do what feels right. Listen to your body. listen to your soul. Listen to your heart. Listen to your gut. Listen to your like all the things. yeah. And you should be good. Like anybody who's telling you to ignore that little voice is
0: not in it for you. Rama wrong, Rama wrong. Rama wrong. ooh, what should we call this one?
1: The toner bandit is spiritually fucked. Rama wrong makes right. oh. I wrote that down a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the Wrong, And Ramarang I was like, ooh, I like Wrong." Yeah. Um, or, uh, yeah, we got to honor that Toner Bandit. Fucking Toner Toner bandit. bandit. I
0: actually wanted to do a whole episode about the Toner Bandit, but there just wasn't enough There wasn't enough juice on them. There wasn't enough juice. There are some other things we might we might circle back to more three h o toner bandit y kind of thing,
1: yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of there's still a lot of meat on that bone. There is a lot of meat on that bone, yeah, and, and we can go back
0: that honestly should have been two episodes yeah. this this whole session should have been four should have been it's yeah be yeah, two, yeah, it should yeah. have been four sorry, everyone These are sorry, wrong.
1: I mean, they all roads lead back to. I mean, we're finding <laughs> <laughs> Osho. O- all yeah. roads lead back to Osho. <laughs> all roads. <laughs> that motherfucker. But yeah, I don't know, Rama Wrong or. I think that's good. Rama Wrong makes right. Sure, sure, we'll do it. Go with it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at spiritually F podcasts. And rate and review us.
0: Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye.